0: Alright, well, welcome again, guys. Glad that you're here. We are starting a brand new series today, a six-week series called Games People Play. And so today, uh, we get to do that. Uh, How many of you have played the game Boggle before? Anybody in here? Okay, a few of you. It's a really popular game, I see. Uh, No, totally not. Uh, So that's what I thought. Uh, And so what we're going to do is you're going to have an opportunity to play Boggle this morning. So we're going to... It's like a whole new world, right? A whole new world. I'm not going to sing it for you this morning, but it's a whole new world. And, uh, and so we're going to play Boggle. And so let me just explain very quickly. It's an incredibly simple game uh, that's really hard to play, but it's very simple as far as the rule goes. So go ahead and put up the sample up here. Uh, you're going to get a, a letter matrix like this, okay? And you have to make a word out of letters. All the letters need to be adjacent to each other to make a word. So in this case... S-U-P-E-R makes super. That's not supper, by the way, just so that we know. That's super. Uh, you can make like ruts or rut, you know, and those are two separate words. And so what you do is you have a time limit and you write down as many words as you can that are made with adjacent letters. You cannot use the same letter twice in the same word. Okay. So in other words, you cannot, use, you cannot make supper out of that, like S-U-P-P twice, E-R. Okay. You can't do that. Um, so this is how you play it. And you just try to find as many words as you can in this letter matrix called Boggle. Very frustrating game, but kind of fun if you get into it. So what you have is you have a piece of paper and a pen right there on your chair. So go ahead and grab that. And let's let's just do this. OK, we're going to play around of this in a second. So I'll let you guys get set. OK, I, I told you it's a whole new world. You didn't get to. You, do you normally get to play games in church? I mean, come on. This is fantastic, right? So we're going to throw a slide up here in just a second. And we're going to spend about, it's like a minute and a half, something like that. And you're going to just write as many words as you can down, three letters or more. Okay, so there, you know, there's going to be two-letter words. Okay? Just don't bother with those because uh, those don't really count in boggle. Okay, I'm just saying, you can write them down, but they don't count. Uh, and so three letters or more all the way up to five, six, seven, eight, ten letters, whatever you want. Okay, so everybody ready? You got your pens Ready? Okay, Kelly, let's put it up there. All right, let's play Boggle. So just just a quick poll. Count up your words real quick. I'm just curious. <laughs> Count up how many words you got. All right. Uh, no one, I'm, I'm not going to compare you to everybody else. So just it is, whatever. Um, but, uh, but I am curious. How many of you got five words? How many of you got five words out of that? Okay, almost everybody. That's good. That's good. How many of you got 10 words? Awesome. That's very good. 15 words. All right. We got two or three, four. They got 15 words. Awesome. Well done. Okay. So, so I've played this game a lot. Laura and I will challenge each other on this game from time to time. We really do. And we'll sit down and it'll just be the two of us playing. Sometimes you can play with a greater group, but how you did one, one rule I didn't tell you about is that when you're done with a round and boggle, you have to go back and you, everybody says what words they got. And if you got the same word as somebody else, you know what you have to do? Cross it off. It doesn't count, okay? And so, and the longer words that you get, the more points they're worth. So if you get three letter, you know, words, then they're worth one point, you know, more and more, worth more points and so on. And so we have all these things. You go, and so you get this. Every time I play this game, every time somebody goes through their words and they say a couple words, I'm going, no way that was in there. No, I'm not, you're wrong. And I go through it, I'm like, totally was in there. Ah, You know, just frustrating. Mind boggling is what it is because I'm boggled by the fact that all the letters were right there. Uh, Like, did you get kayak out of that? Did you get some, there's there's some words in there. There was, there's some amazing words. I just want to show you what's boggling to me. Show, show them how many words was in that matrix. Yeah. Talk about boggling the mind. That's why it's called boggle, right? It boggles your mind. Like, are you kidding? All those were in there? You've got to be kidding me. It's like, it's, it's like over 60 words. Yeah, I know. See, you're all doing it too. You're like, oh, I totally had that one. You know, and you you got some of the QU words, but you missed a couple of them, didn't you? I mean, it's like, ah, this is one of those things. It's a boggling game. It's mind boggling. Well, the reason we're talking about boggle today is because we're talking about a boggling topic today. The topic today that boggles the mind is eternity. Something that we call eternity. And eternity is truly mind-boggling. Um, and, uh, and so that's our topic today. And this, that's the title is, uh, is Boggle. Actually, eternity is mind-boggling. And so we're going to dive into this. Uh, there's no good way to explain eternity. <laughs> Just so you know, it's like kind of slightly impossible. And so uh, I'm going to do the best that I can. Um, but we're going to talk about this today. The book that we're going to look at is called Ecclesiastes. <laughs> Did you even know that was in the Bible? Yeah, it like it's one of those books. This is a book that's rarely used, uh, it's rarely read, and it's very rarely quoted from, Ecclesiastes. Um, but it is a book that has incredible wisdom for life. Um, what the book is, is it's simply an author recorded the wisest some of the wisest sayings of King Solomon when he was just talking and, and, and giving his advice and wisdom on life. And there was an author that recorded them down, and it, it ended up becoming the book of Ecclesiastes in the Bible. So it's scripture, it's truth, but it also has incredible wisdom uh, that came straight from King Solomon, and, and God wanted it in the Bible. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a look at one verse out of Ecclesiastes. That's how much wisdom's in there. I mean, I can only take out one verse, and then we're just going to have to talk about that. But there's one verse, chapter three, verse eleven. If you like to follow along in your own Bible is where we're going to be, chapter 3, verse 11. And this gives us a couple of very specific truths about eternity, about infinity. And, uh, And we're going to talk about that. So let's go ahead and read the verse, and then we'll unpack the two truths that are contained in there. Yet God has made everything beautiful for its own time. He has planted eternity in the human heart. But even so, people cannot see the whole scope of God's work from beginning to end. So this is the verse that we're going to work from. There's two truths contained in that verse about eternity. The first truth is fairly obvious and fairly simple. Eternity exists in everyone. Eternity exists in everyone. Specifically what God said through his word in this is, he it says he or God planted eternity in everyone's hearts. Okay, that's what it says. He planted eternity in the human heart. Or in other words, all human beings, if you're a human, you have eternity planted within you, some aspect of eternity. We need to understand eternity only comes from God and that we have a certain aspect of that in ourselves, planted within us when we were created with our beginning. Okay, so eternity is within all of us. Uh, I don't know about you, have you, but you have you ever, we, we joke about this, but you have you ever really thought about the meaning of life? What is the meaning of life? What really is the meaning of life? Not like, you know, what am I supposed to do today? But I mean like the depth underneath, what is the meaning of life? Have you ever felt restless with life? Have you ever felt restless with where you were at in life. Maybe you, you're like, I don't know if this is the job I want to be doing or should be doing. You know, I'm not sure if this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. I'm not sure that this is how I want to be, you know, your lifestyle. Maybe, maybe you kind of feel like you're, you're close, but you're just not there. Have you ever felt those days where you're just restless and you wake up and you get ready for work and you're just like, ah, oh, here we go again. I just don't know if I feel, I'm feeling this anymore. Have you ever felt that way? Certain days? Some, some of those days where wake up and just kind of feel that way, just kind of like, ah, uh, where you don't want to get out. Those are the days sometimes you just don't want to get up out of bed, right? It's like, you know, my bed is really nice. <laughs> this was one of those mornings for me. I was like, oh, no, no way that alarm just went off, right? And those are the days, those restless feelings. You know where that restlessness comes from? God tells us it comes because we have eternity planted within us. That's at least one aspect of why we're restless here on earth. Okay, we don't think of it that way, of course, but that is why we just, we're restless in this life. We never quite get there, do we? You're never quite satisfied. I don't know about you, but I, I def, there are some days I'm like, yeah, I'm on top of the world. And there's other days I'm like, oh, oh this is terrible. Life stinks, you know. And then there, and then most of the days they're just kind of in between. I'm just like, eh, here we go. Right? And, and there's this restlessness. There's this just, ah, that we deal with life sometimes. And sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad, sometimes it's just in between. And so we have eternity that is within all of us. But the reason that we're restless is because deep down is planted in us that earth is not all there is. Earth is not all there is. We sometimes don't like to think about that because it kind of scares us. We sometimes don't like to think about that because we don't believe it. But this is what the Bible says. Eternity is planted in all of us. And so we have this truth that it's planted in there. And I think that another reason we feel restless is we're always, I don't know about you, but we're always looking for that next big thing, right? That next, that next big day, that next big promotion, that next big whatever, that next step. In fact, this is what came to my mind as I was thinking about how we might be restless and always looking to that next big deal. This is the commercial I thought of. Simmons, I got a paycheck for Simmons. It's your first of many. Thanks. Mm-hmm. What do you think? I was thinking bigger. <clears throat> Excellent. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. Of. I mean, I, right? Do we not all daydream like that, though, right? We're like, oh, if I could just have a private jet. Oh, are you sweet. <laughs> If I could just get fitted for a suit and have lobster dinner every night, that would be awesome, you know? I mean, he gets his first paycheck ever, and he's like, Woo, I'm awesome! <laughs> I am on top of the world, you know? And then he realizes how far that check goes. He goes, Oh, I need to get a second job. <laughs> you know, right? And so we always are looking for that next big thing. It's just, it's just how we are, and it's not necessarily bad. It can be if we focus too much on it. We'll talk about that in a minute. But but we're looking for that next big thing. We're looking for that next step in our life. That comes from this, this restlessness with life. In fact, if, if we were honest with ourselves, our economy is built on this fact, is it not? Why do phone companies change the phone like every other day? It's because as soon as you've got one, and you're like, this is sweet. And then the next one, two days later, is like, nope, this is sweeter. And you go, ah. Oh man, I need that one too, you know, and I'll I'll trade this one out. And and we're always doing that, you know. I mean, they don't call it eternal, you know, eternity stuff that's stuck in people. They just know that's the dynamic. We're always looking for the next big thing. And they don't call it, they call it HD or, uh, you know, greater coverage, you know. You can talk to somebody from the moon on our coverage, you know. And and we're like, oh, awesome. We forget the fact uh, we don't need to talk to anybody while we're on the moon. We never go to the moon. You know, but they're like, it's awesome. We can talk from the moon, you know, and we, we get sucked into that because we're always looking to that next corner, that next thing. And it's that eternal aspect because here's, here's the main problem. And, and by the way, I'm not saying that we shouldn't work hard, right? I'm not saying that, like, I have, a, I have a phone. I'm getting ready to upgrade it, okay? So I'm not saying never upgrade stuff. We should live in, you know, the stone ages. That's what we should do because that's what God wants us to do. You know, never upgrade anything. No, I'm not saying that at all. In fact, just the opposite, really. We should enjoy these things, but we should keep it in perspective that they're things. Right? That God has put eternity in our lives so that we are restless, so that we remember that earth is not all there is and that God is the ultimate goal. That's why eternity's in there. We should be restless. Because there's something far greater than what we have right now, even though this is pretty good. I don't know about you, but I love life. I do. I enjoy life. I love being able to relate with my kids and love my wife and and get to know you guys seriously. I mean that. I think about that. That's a huge blessing in my life. We should enjoy it. We should work hard. We can move up the ladder. That's fine. Just realize that that doesn't even come close to where God wants you to be that that is tiny compared to eternity that is planted in your heart. And so eternity is planted in all of us, in all of us. I want you to just think about the best day you've ever had. I, know, I mean, the best day you've ever had where you you know, you know where you feel like you're floating. We laugh about that. We show it in movies. We try to illustrate this kind of a feeling and they do a pretty good job because movies are stinking pretty amazing now, you know, but, but, we, we float, you know, those days where somebody did something amazing for you and you just, I mean, it just warms your heart. You just, you start to float a little bit. You know, we call, we call it cloud nine. You know, I'm talking about the days where you're like floating past cloud nine and you're waving to people on cloud nine. Must be nice down there on cloud nine. You know, I'm up here. Those kind of days where it just couldn't get better. It, it literally couldn't. Do you understand that eternity with God that is simply a tiny, tiny, tiny little glimpse of what eternity with God is going to be like. It's going to be like that times 100, times a 1,000, I don't know. But way more than that, eternity with God is going to be that kind of a day all the time. Can you imagine that? I don't know about you, but I can't. It's mind-boggling. But that's what God promises. And so that is what we are shooting for. That's our goal. And eternity is one of these things. And that's just that tiny glimpse. And we get those glimpses. I don't know about you, but those good days, those help, don't they? It's like, oh, I can make it a few more weeks. Dear goodness, I was getting low. Right? And God gives us those glimpses of just amazing, awesome. And we know, oh, man, this is not all there is. There's something far greater out there. And we have those times. So that's the first thing is eternity is planted within us. But then there's a second truth in there that we need to also understand. And it's at the end of that verse. Let's take a look back at that verse again. He, God, has planted eternity in the human heart. Okay, that's our first point. But even so, people cannot see the whole scope of God's work from beginning to end. What is that saying? It's very simply saying eternity, this eternal aspect This eternal aspect is mind-boggling. It it just, it's unfathomable. We cannot understand it. So the second truth is we simply cannot understand eternity. It's mind-boggling. Eternity is mind-boggling. So even though it's planted within us somewhere in here, we also can't fully understand it because we're not fully eternal like God is. God is the only one who is truly eternal. He has no beginning And he has no end. If that's not mind-boggling, I don't know what is. I mean, think about that. He has no beginning. He always is. I've always said this, too. God has this aspect of eternity in him. He is eternity. And so nothing ever occurs to God. He's never had a thought occur to him. Right? God's never been sitting around going, Oh, yeah. Totally cool. I should do that. Right? Right? It doesn't happen to God like it does to you and I. I don't know about you, but that's pretty cool. I like, I kind of like that aspect, you know, where, oh, that was enlightening. That was amazing, right? Knowledge when I'm in school, whatever. And God, it doesn't happen to God, you know. Uh, I don't know if God's missing out on that, you know, whatever. But but that's just that's just cool. That's an aspect of God that's just amazing. He's eternal. He's never not known everything, and so we have all this that that He understands, but that we don't, and. The best way, maybe not the best way, one of the ways that I thought I could explain this, Laura and I and our kids, we go up to Trinan Farm uh, about every year, uh, just in Lodi, just north of here. And, uh, and of course, one of the biggest attractions at, the, at Trinan Farm is uh, the, the huge corn maze, right? That's like the favorite thing for just about everybody to do. And, uh, and so I wanted to illustrate it with this huge corn maze. For you and I, eternity is like when we're in the maze. I think I have a picture of that uh, that kind of illustrates that. For you and I, eternity, for us, we have an aspect that's in that. We're in eternity. We're part of eternity. But we're kind of in the maze, right? Right? We're in the middle of life. We're, we're trying to find our way. We're trying to find our path. What job am I going to take? How, how should I treat my family? You know, should I go to church today? Should I not? You know, all, the, all these decisions every day. And, and it's all taking us down different corn paths, <laughs> right? We're in the middle of this corn maze. And eternity, we know that there's something bigger out there. We know that the path leads somewhere, but we, don't, we can't necessarily see it, can we? I don't know about you, but do you guys know exactly what's going to happen to you tomorrow? I mean, if you do, you need to talk to me because I, I, I just like to I have some questions, right? But, but we, we don't, do we? We don't know exactly what's going to happen. You know you're probably going to have to get up. You're probably going to have to go to work. You're probably going to probably, probably have to get your kids out of bed and get them off to school or, right? you know, whatever. We know some thir- certain things are probably going to happen, but when nothing's guaranteed because we don't know where the corn path leads. We're in the midst of it. And so we have eternity planted in us, but we're right in the middle of it. And we can't see far down the path. Now, on the flip side of that is God. God is eternal. He is eternity, literally defined. He is eternal. And so he actually has a completely different view of what we see, doesn't he? Okay? What we see is the corn. It's just like, oh, I don't know which way to go. (laughs) You know, we're trying to find our way. God, this is how God sees it. This is actually a maze that Trinan Farm did a few years ago. Okay? This is how God sees it. He sees everything. He sees where the path goes. He sees where we should go. And by the way, he sees everybody else on the path, doesn't he? And he knows we're going to run into somebody. Sometimes he wants us to run into somebody because he's like, that person needs help and you can help them. There's a lot of aspects to this that we could talk about. But essentially, God always has the biggest view and he can see where we're headed, where everybody else is headed, where we should be headed, everything. All at once, by the way, he not only sees the present moment, he not only sees us right now, but he also at the same time, he can go back and he, he sees history that has already happened and he sees history that's going to happen. And he sees all this happening right now at the same time. He all that is like at the same time. Again, I don't know about you. That's mind-boggling, But that's how he is. He, he's just bigger than we can even understand. And so God has this eternal view and this is why this is important you say great why are we making all these points about God we know he's big and I know I'm in a corn maze thank you you know so what is what point what's the point The point is this It's it's like when you have a child that is trying to do something and, you know, and, you're, and the child's trying to do something and you're there and and, you know, they're doing it completely backwards and wrong and it's not going to work out. And you know it and you go here, let me let me just we need to no No. And what do the kids say? A lot of times I do it. <laughs> I can do it. I can do it by myself. And they say, I can do it by myself. And then and so what do we do sometimes <laughs> if we're rushing out the door? You know what? Laura and I do. No, we're helping you. <laughs> Let's go. You know, we're late. But if not, then we step back and we just watch. And hopefully they're going to figure it out. Sometimes they do figure it out, but it takes them quite a while. Sometimes they get frustrated because we know they're doing it wrong and it's never going to work out the way that they're doing it. And so they get frustrated. They lose hope, right? They they Sometimes they get to the point where they just give up. They're just like, I'm done. And what has to happen is they either give up and they walk away or... We have to step in and help them. Some A lot of times, if they're thinking at that point, maybe I could ask for help. <laughs> and we can come in and we can help them, right? Why do I share that? Because that's the same way between you and I and God in eternity. God is there, ready to direct us on the corn paths. He's there. He's ready. He knows where we should go. He knows who we need to bump into. He knows how to keep us safe and to do these things. And yet, we, a lot of times, I don't know about you, but I, I do this a lot. I live my life, I go through the day, and I, I don't really consult with God. You know, I pray to maybe at the beginning of the day, I say, God, you know, kind of help me. But then the further I get into my day, sometimes I've completely forgotten about God, and I'm just doing my own thing. You ever get through days like that? You just I'm just getting it done. <laughs> I'm just working here. And God says, I'm ready to help. I'm ready to help, but we're saying, nope, I got it. I can do it by myself. Thank you. And God's saying, you're doing it all backwards though. I'm good. Okay, and we we laugh and joke about kids that do it, and yet we do the same thing with God, don't we? We do the same thing with God all the time. We do. I know I do. And I need to remember, God, I know you can help me. I need to let you help me. We need to ask for his help. But the great news about eternity is that we can all have access to God, can't we? Because here's the deal. As great as eternity with God is, eternity without God is really, really bad. See how how equally amazing it is with God? It's equally really, really bad without God. We don't like to talk about that aspect either, do we? Uh Uh-oh, politically incorrect. Okay, We don't like to talk about that, but that's the truth. God says, there's an eternal aspect and I want you to have life to the fullest. That's our motto here at Northridge. Live full of life. Live full of God in your life so that you can have an amazing life here on earth, for sure, of course. Yes, that's great. But even more so that you can spend eternity with God. And in the middle, you know how we have access to God? The cross. Jesus, we just celebrated it last week. Jesus died on the cross so that we don't have to worry about eternity over here without God. We can worry and hope for eternity with God. And that's where the eternal aspect comes in. That's why it's planted within us, because we have this longing for it. And we all know that. Deep down, we all know that there's something more to just whatever. And God says, eternity with me is what you I want you to have, because it's going to be amazing. And earth is simply a glimpse of that. And so we see these things. How do we connect with God? We can connect with God through prayer, right? Talking to God. That's all it is. A lot of times we think that it's prayer is something that should happen on Sunday. No, it shouldn't. It should happen on Sunday. But dear goodness, it needs to happen all throughout the day. You know, when I pray, I pray at breakfast table. Uh, I pray when I'm on my way to the hospital. I pray with my children on the way to school. You know why? It's not so much for God. He can handle things is for me and to help to make sure that I'm casting my thoughts and my feelings back to God to let make make sure that I am keeping in mind the eternal aspect. And I hopefully I'm helping my children to know that there's an eternal aspect to this life, that that just doing things is not all there is. Prayer is a big thing. Reading the word of God. If you don't have one of these, we have them for free right over there. All you have to do is very simple. You just grab it when you walk out. OK, you got to get into it. If you're going to there's no way to know eternity and to spend eternity with God unless you know God. <laughs> That's just the way it is. You have to know God to know eternity with God. And so this is his letter to you, to each of you specifically. OK, every time I get into here, I have something new that I'm like, no way. Never saw that. It's kind of like boggle. Except I don't have to keep points. <laughs> get into the word. Uh, this is why we have church on Sunday morning. Uh, but church is really just one tiny aspect of connecting with God. We have life groups throughout the week. The three events that I shared before, earlier in the service, that is a way to connect with God, helping other people. When God, Jesus himself said, when you serve the least of these, when you serve people who need it, you are serving me. Serving other people is serving Christ. Jesus said it himself. Okay. And so all these ways we connect with God with the eternal aspect of God. All right, I want to just do one last illustration that we're going to wrap up. So you guys, go ahead and take your spots around the room. Um, Ted's going to come out here and he's going to do something that will help illustrate eternity for us. Um, Eternity is huge, right? We've kind of picked that up. Uh, I didn't share this earlier, but God is also known. I don't know if you know what his name he's known by, but he's also known as Alpha and Omega. Have you heard that name for God? Alpha and Omega literally translates, that means he is the beginning and the end of all things. Okay? Alpha and Omega. So Ted's going to take this string around. This string illustrates eternity for you and I, or just eternity in general. Okay? This string illustrates eternity. As you can see, it's pretty long. Now this is going to come woefully short of eternity, <laughs> but it's pretty long. It goes a long ways around, okay. And as it goes, this represents eternity. So this represents all time, but it represents even more than all time because eternity is transcends time. Right? It goes beyond time. It doesn't even have time. Okay. And so the string goes all the way around, and this represents eternity. And this is this is what I want us to get from this. Okay. If this string represents eternity, you know where we are on this? If this represents eternity, you know how this works? Where I pinch this string right here, this is you and I right now. This is you and I. This is our life. Right here. In the scope of eternity. Okay? Maybe this is maybe this is history past and this is history yet to come. Over there is like the year four thousand when your great 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 grandkids are hanging out at Northridge Church. This is this is it right here. This is where we are on eternity. Do you know it's in the Bible? It says in the Psalms, and I think I believe in the Book of Job, our life is simply a breath to God. Does that mean our lives are not important? Because a lot of people take it that way. They miss. They they haven't read the rest of the Bible. Apparently, that's not exactly at all what God is saying. What he's what it's saying is, God is unbelievably huge. And and transcends time and transcends everything. You and I, he takes a breath and that's like our entire lifetime. <sighs> Done. That's how it is to God. I don't know about you, but that's mind boggling, isn't it? And what God says is, this aspect of your life is great, and I want you to live the best life possible. I want it to be awesome. I want you to have those joy-filled days, those days where you're floating past cloud nine. I want you to have as many of those days as possible. If you live for me, God says, you will have those days. You'll have the other kind of days too, but you'll have a lot of amazing days. And God says, but you have to understand you're here, this little finger spot on the string, and you don't know that all of this has yet to come. And God says, I want you to spend all of this. This is great. I'm glad you're enjoying life on earth. I want you to spend the rest of this with me because it's going to be awesome. It's going to be incredible. It's going to be unbelievable to you. You can't even understand it, but it's going to be awesome. Okay, you can drop the string. Thanks, guys. Okay, so what do you have? The question for you and I becomes, what can you do starting this week to change your mindset and stop thinking about earth as the final destination? Some of you believe that. I know you do, because you've told me. But I'm telling you that it's not. Once we leave this earth, there's a whole other aspect, and it's far longer than just a little spot on the string. It's way bigger than we can imagine. How can you change your life starting this week to have a different mindset, to act a different way, to think differently toward an eternal God and eternity that he wants to spend with you. What can you do this week to shift that focus? And that should boggle your mind, but it should also change how you live. Because people who are living for this earth live one way. People who are living for eternity past this earth live a different way. What are you living for? The band's going to come up and let's pray. God, I thank you for the opportunity to be here this morning. God, I don't, I don't know if our life is but a breath to you, God. I'm not sure what a, a Sunday morning service is to you. I, I can't imagine. I, it just, I don't even know what that is. It's got to be so small. But I pray in this moment, God, I know you hear us. I know you love us. Lord, I just ask in the name of Jesus that you would help your spirit to focus our hearts and our minds on what we need to change this week in our lives to focus more on you and eternity with you. And I pray that it would change how we live. I pray that it would change what we do. I pray, God, that it would change how we are, who we are. And that we would see unbelievable impact in our lives toward other people, toward you, for ourselves as a result of the changes that we make and the focus we have on you and eternity with you. I pray, God, that whatever we need to do, anybody in this room, whatever they need to do to gain eternity with you, that they would do that. Help them to know what that is. Impress upon them whatever that is. Guide and direct them to whatever that is. If they have questions, help them to ask somebody. Help them to call us. Help them to email us, whatever. Talk to somebody about it. Help them to figure it out. And God, may we have a totally different mindset, an eternal mindset that newly focuses on you. I pray this in your name, Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen.